This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here at the United Soccer Coaches Convention, Chicago. Jeff Kasuf here, Chelsea Bush. We're joined by Ali Krieger. Thank you for coming on. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having yeah. me. Orlando Pride Defender, obviously. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you, <laughs> you know that. Um, coaches convention. This is always yeah. like an interesting uh, assembly of tracksuits. Oh, my gosh. It really uh, is. And I've been running into so many people, and I knew that coming into it, I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, I got to just get ready yeah. and take a deep breath. Um, yeah, like but obviously, five. it's been so nice. And just to talk to, to, to coaches and uh, to people in involved with the organizations and administrative uh, uh, aspects as well um, but also just people who are also inspired here to inspire and speak on panels and so forth so I think it's been really cool for me to kind of see the way life might be in the next uh, coming years if I decide to do this so it's a lot but it's, it's great and um, it's really nice to see all coaches in the soccer community kind of coming together yeah this window into it doesn't make you want to like run away I know I'm kind of thinking uh, twice now yeah. but uh, no I, I really love you know talking to people and catching up with some some old coaches and friends uh, that I see former teammates and players that yeah. that I played with who are now coaches so that's exciting and you're on a panel this morning yeah um, tell us about what you're on and, and what talk about the panel a little bit yeah it was um, the champions of respect I think um, I, I have the name of it sorry um, but it was uh, with um, Chris Holmes and his coach from uh, Central Arkansas and uh, it was pretty amazing his name is Ross Duncan but it was pretty amazing to you know just talk about uh, inclusivity and respect and um, sexuality and and through like men's and, and women's sports and I think that it's an important topic and it, you know you have to have those hard conversations and I think it was I was really honored to be there just to talk about my personal experiences as well as um, you know being a professional player and, and what I deal with uh, and what my teammates deal with um, in that space so it was really nice to to sit down and, and have that experience this morning and then um, I partnered with Shaw Sports Turf uh, and did kind of a meet and greet over yeah. there in the, in the booth area. Nice. So that was really fun for a couple hours just to talk to fans and coaches and yeah. um, really cool, cool people and, and, and have good conversations. So kind of to follow on that, talking about inclusivity, uh -huh. um, one of the big discussion points around the league right now has been sort of the lack of diversity among yeah. the coaches. Mm -hmm. kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, uh, that's something, that's another reason why I think a lot of our NWSL players and my peers have joined uh, this coaching course and wanting to get involved in coaching because as you can like see, you walk around and you see a lot of male dominance here and in coaching and I really think that even in our league, uh, we only have two female coaches. Um, I know Houston hired a man and DC hired a man as well. So that's not, you know, it's not like terrible, obviously. You just want someone with uh, the right knowledge who can who can coach in the in the women's league and and understand the game in that way. It's not 
I don't look at it as that way. If you know if you know your stuff and you have the knowledge, then that's all I look for in a coach, right? But I do think we need more female presence. Um, I think it's important. And I think we, as players, have all that knowledge, and now we have to kind of transform that into coaching. But also female coaches, even in the college game or, um, you know, in the club game, like I wish that maybe they had, you know, more confidence in, in, in trying to, to interview for these jobs because I think that's – you know what's really important and what's needed now um, yeah we need a, a more female presence do you think it's a confidence issue like what do you think are some of the barriers that stop women from, from coaching at the highest level um I don't know uh, technically what it is uh, maybe because of families uh, maybe they don't think that they have enough time to put into that that they also have to you know raise their kids and and who knows what their family situations are like and um I think that, you know, as female players and moms and even looking at some of my teammates who have kids, it's a lot of work. And then on top of that, you know, having to coach and show up every day, it's, it's you know, you, I know you can work it out, um, but it's just everyone's different and I don't know what their circumstances are, but I think that's, some, you know, another big uh, issue and also they have security they have safety they have um, you know job security uh, in, in their college job and and maybe they're getting paid even more <laughs> than coaches in the end of his no offense but you know until we get there um, this is I think what we're gonna see so you know maybe down the road one day we see you there so yeah talk a little bit about kind of what motivated you to do the C course and what mm-hmm. it was like Obviously, um, you know, not really playing as often as I would like with the national team right now in this past year and a half, I really had to start thinking about, okay, you know, what's my next step? What do I want to do? And I want to dabble in different things, broadcasting, coaching, um, uh, you know, just uh, anything else that my camps and clinics with AKFC. I mean, I think it's really important that I start thinking about the next steps and, and coaching was one of them. I didn't realize that as a player I really wanted to coach and I really loved it as much as I did. I show up at the course thinking, no, I'm not, I'm just going to do this to, you know, see if I like it, dabble in it, but I actually really loved it. And I don't know if that was mostly in part because our ment- our three mentors were females who are badasses and who know what they're talking about and were very knowledgeable about the game and really encouraging, but also because I have I have played for bad coaches and good coaches and I actually know and I've been on each side of the spectrum as a player, playing every game, starting every game, and then also sitting on the bench. So I really feel like with all of that knowledge and that information, that experience, and playing in different levels and playing in different countries and everything, I really feel like I know, for one, how to get the best out of players, uh, my teammates, and also just with the experience of coaching, what to do and what not to do, and what works and what doesn't. And I really feel like I would be wasting you know, my talents if I didn't try it out. Ali, was there a feeling in that C course in Utah among the 21 of you? Is that right? 21? Yeah. That, yeah. That, it's 21 of us. I mean, obviously, you're doing something first time special. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Do you feel like there, there's maybe that long term impact, a uh, starting point of it that you guys could become down the line yeah. lead coaches? Or, yeah, and uh, exactly. I really feel that way. And I think a lot of us are inspired by that. But I think that was. You know, a great opportunity for all of us because we don't have the time, nor some of these girls don't even have the money to do it. Like, you're paying three, four, four grand for uh, a course, and we don't have that money lying around. You know, it's, it's, um, so this was really important for us to find the time in the off season. And then you see that there's 21 of us who really, 
want to become good coaches because we have all this knowledge and all this experience and we do want to be more of a presence in the leagues, uh, in the clubs, developing young girls, building confidence in young girls. And I feel like as professional players, we have that um, and we can instill that and impact so many kids more so than just going to a game, taking a photo with someone, giving my, my autograph to some kid. That's not the way I want to continue to impact. It's great and grand, but not everyone can come to the games. Maybe parents don't have enough money. So I feel like impacting kids and inspiring them is through coaching. And you can really have that um, that a more, um, I guess, influence on them in a positive way through coaching. And I see that. Like I feel like a lot of the girls in the in the coaching course were we, we want to like keep keep going and we want to go get the V next year we want to um, you know keep this up and see how far we can go because we do see that as a collective group which we had multiple great conversations about diversity and inclusiveness and, and having a bigger few more presence and really taking it to the next step um, and I think everyone is really interested in that and yeah I can I saw that that week is it, is it youth is that what you're looking at in terms of yeah as of now I'm an assistant coach now in Orlando City with Seb Hines and um, uh, Phil Gordon who they've allowed me just to come out and um, it's basically open to me just to kind of come out and um, no 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 the youth Orlando okay. oh, U12 boys no 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 I wish yeah I wish no. you're like okay jumping straight to it I know right I you know why, why couldn't I be the first female coach in the MLS yeah. right hey um no, everything's possible. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm kind of just evaluating right now, and, and you know, kind of seeing what I what I love to do about coaching. Just practicing, because that's what we need. We need practice, because you know, all good players aren't going to be good coaches. So I think it's also practicing makes perfect. So you have to practice the coaching and get on the field and get out there and get comfortable, you know, talking about the game and really um, teaching the game. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Well, let me talk a little bit of Orlando. We don't want to keep it too long. Oh no, it's okay. Orlando Pride. Um, yeah. 2019. Now we've turned the calendar. We know things will look different. Yeah. Um, so it was a frustrating 2018. It feels like the word that, that is probably something. Yeah, up. that's a good word to put it. Um, also disappointing. Yeah. Um, because you know, to, 2018 it was it was rough. Um, we had such a good team. We just couldn't figure out how to put it together on the field. How to you know uh, have good structure and a good plan. And um, it was just unfortunate because. Uh, I don't know if we are really lucky, you know, like we would get in front of the goal and we'd be missing these chances and um, or defensively we were just disorganized and and that's, that wasn't normal for us. In training we're like working so hard every day, we look really good and then we would get out to the game and we wouldn't apply what we were learning in training to the game. We would just kind of go out there and everyone was kind of on their own page and I really feel like we all felt that. So towards the middle of the season to the end you start getting frustrated you start like waiting for that lucky moment that someone's going to put the ball in the back of the net and we're going to get a break you know um so we're all very very excited to start fresh have a new uh, outlook on the season maybe have a new plan new structure depending on who's coming in and just all kind of start over um and i'm so grateful for tom i love him so much he was such a fantastic coach for me i both on the national team and in orlando and i'm so grateful he brought me there so i will always be thankful for him and he's such a good guy and um, really good at what he does um but i think it was you know obviously time i think for the team to just have like a fresh look a fresh uh start yeah, so you've had yeah. Orlando's had a lot of upheaval in off season, you know, from like the front office level yeah. with changes in management, changes in coaching, yeah. and also in the season you're going to have a lot of upheaval with players being gone for the World right. Cup. So, you know, having 
kind of been on both sides of that now. What do you see your role as? Um, I think it's very important. My role is huge. Um, I'm training every single day, every morning for, you know, to make sure that I keep my position and I have to now start over and make the starting 11, right? I, I want to step in right away and set the tone for the younger players, for the rookies to say, hey, this is what this is what you need to do to to win. This is what we need to do as a team, as a collective group, both mentally, physically, emotionally, in order to be successful. And um, everyone kind of gets a new, fresh start, which is nice. But I need to be the one to kind of be the engine and, and and hold it together. Because once those girls are gone, I mean, I think they're missed, they're gone for like 11 games out of the season. I mean, that's half our season. And so I need to step up because of my experience, because of my leadership, and because of uh, I'm good at what I do. I need to make sure that I'm physically prepared, mentally prepared, to, and also not take the whole team on my back, but really I'm, I'm up for that challenge. And I know I need to step up and do that. So I'm willing to put in the work and hopefully carry all the girls with me and we'll be off and running and um, this will also give other girls an opportunity to step up and and fill those spaces and um, I think we need that from some of our our uh, blue collar players to be like look this is my opportunity I can like you know make an improvement and uh, just make it very difficult for him for them to leave me off the field um, and so that's that's what you know the season's going to be about we're gonna have to grind and we we, we understand that from the start. NWSL has gone through its growing pains. Yeah. You've um, seen it from you know, the U.S. perspective and you know, from the league perspective. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what, where does this stand for you? I mean, is progress enough at this point? Is it, are you, I mean, I imagine you're not satisfied, but no. is, it, is it going at a pace that's fast enough for you in terms of um, progression? Or? It's getting better. Like every day it's getting better, every year it's getting better, but I do think we need more fans. We need to reach the 25 to 44 year olds. Like, where, where are they when I walk in the stadium? Yeah, we're going to get the families, we're going to get the young girls and boys, but where are the 25 to 44 year olds who are, who are at, so yeah, who are at the, the, the men's games. I'm right. like, why don't we have these people at our games? Where yeah. are they all? Orlando City is like, yeah, it's, it's marketing. Yeah. So we're actually asking those questions. Where are you going to help market yeah. um, to, to bring people, not only in Orlando, because I think they do a fine job there, um, but I, I also think in other places, it's like where you, yeah. you, we got to go out and reach these, these fans because then that'll bring more money, that'll bring more sponsors, that'll bring more interest and more teams eventually because people are going to want to put their money in. And I think it's just kind of like a domino effect. So if we work hard and getting people at the games and support and everything else will fall into place. So I think it comes down to marketing. It comes down to spreading the word. And obviously in a World Cup year, Olympic year, you don't want to bring in new teams because you want your best players yeah. to be on those teams that you know are new to the league. If you bring them in, they're all at the World Cup. No one's going to show up, and that's not a great start. So obviously when these you know big tournaments come around, it's tough. But hopefully next year, the year after, we're going to be adding more and more. Maybe a quick rapid fire. Yeah. 2019 World Cup year. Yeah. Put the broadcaster cap on. The new. The new uh, the yeah, new I'm ready. I'm there, ready. Um, yeah, I thought um, I'd be putting my boots on, but right. uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> well, there's still a chance. I'm always ready. I mean, uh, I imagine yeah. you have an American bias here. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. I mean, what what are you looking forward to in France, and, and maybe uh, anything unexpected for teams or, or challenges? Yeah, you know, um, I think our group is is great for us because. Um, you know, it's it's obviously going to be challenging. Every team at the World Cup is really good, but I think this is um, an easier group than what we've had in the past. Um, so not to take that any lightly, but uh, we always play to win. 
but I think that's what's encouraging to kind of see that group and be like, all right, cool, like we, we could just focus on those four teams and then we'll, you know, move on after that. But the, the game is getting so much better. The teams are getting so much better, um, you know, around the world. And I think it's going to be incredible football that we're going to see. I think there's going to be so many good players. Um, and it's just going to be an exciting time. It brings, you know, soccer brings, women's soccer brings all of us together. I think that it's enjoyable. I already know that a lot of people, even if they're not um, uh, hooked to a, a team here, they're like, I'm going. Uh, if they're not really, you know, involved with NWSL, they're like, but I'm going to the World Cup. I already bought my ticket. Um, it's just really exciting to see all of that kind of come into play. And, of course, um, you know, we we – we need to win, and yeah. uh, we got to bring it, and we got to be prepared because it's going to be really hard. Well, I was going to end it with you. I mean, do you have a bold prediction for us? Or uh... yeah, I think I think we can win it. I honestly do. I think we have one of the, the best attacks that we've ever had um, uh, since you know I've even been on the team, and, and even in the past. I think our attack is phenomenal. Um, they produce a lot of magic. They score a lot of goals, and they're di very very difficult to stop because we have so many unpredictable players. Uh, in that attack and I think that the way that their movement is 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 so dynamic and it's very hard to defend um, so I think that we have such a great opportunity to score a lot of goals as long as we can get into into the goal zone and into that final third and, and make stuff happen so that's what we need to do and, and just focus on one game at a time that's all that's all we really need to focus on uh, when we get there. And then you look past that. So everything, every game is just one step. And then you start looking into the uh, round of 16 and the quarterfinals right. and things like that. But as of now, group play is most important. Definitely, definitely people looking at that yeah. quarterfinal potential for France. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we'll and you know, it. them uh, having hosting and then their men's team won, right. you know, last yeah. year. I mean, they're, they're, they're willing to put it all out there. Yeah. So, and we have to like realize that. A lot of pressure, yeah. yeah. Well, Ali Krieger, Orlando Pride Defender here at the convention. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Good luck in the 2019 season. Yeah. Probably thank you. barreling down quickly. Yeah, it is. I can't wait. I can't thank wait. You. Thank you. Thank you.